Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. I hope you are doing well. I am so excited to dive into today's podcast episode, but Before I get started, I just wanted to quickly mention that I am starting a book club where we connect virtually to discuss the book of the month, which will be books related to spiritual growth and healing. I'm really hoping to start this next month or by July if I get enough of us who are wanting to participate. It's free to join. You just have to buy or rent the book. So if you are interested in participating in this, please send me an email at thoughtsthatmanifest at gmail.com. All right, so let's talk about today's episode. For today's episode, I'm going to be talking about connecting with our emotions, allowing ourselves to feel why it's important, how to feel it, heal it, and let it go, especially when it comes to resentment, okay? I'm going to be talking a little bit about my own personal experiences as well, and I want to mention and just make a disclaimer that I am not a licensed therapist or anything of the sort. I actually went to therapy myself. Unfortunately, my therapist had to leave me last month because she got a new job, so I'm trying to find a new one because I am a huge believer in therapy and counseling and healing, and I suggest everyone to do it because we all have been through some sort of pain, some sort of trauma in our life. Yes, I mean all of us, and it's just really helpful and super healing, and it has been a huge part of my own healing journey. So everything that I share today is just based on my own personal experience. It's not because I'm some licensed therapist or someone who, you know, is an expert at healing or anything like that. I'm just hoping to share my own personal experiences and how I've gone through my own healing journey and what it's been like in hopes that it will help or inspire someone else who may be feeling similar ways or in similar situations. All right, so if you are ready, Let's jump into it. So what really inspired me to record this episode is a quote that I heard. It went along the lines of, when you are healing, you tell your story differently. And this really resonated with me. I think back to before I started my own healing journey and I remember how hurt I was. I was in this mindset that the world wanted to see me fail I had so much anger and resentment towards my dad and his family because I felt abandoned by them. I felt like they truly didn't care to make the effort to be a part of my life, and it really hurt me on a soul level. So for the longest time, whenever I spoke about my dad's family or my dad, I was speaking from a place of pain and resentment. You could hear the anger in my voice. I didn't have nice things to say, and I was viewing these relationships from a lens of pain and a wounded inner child. For a long time, the pain that I went through during childhood did cloud my vision because I was really hurt. Every time I made close connections, I would lose them. People would either pass away, move away from me, or just leave me out of nowhere because I struggled so deeply with this abandonment wound. I always felt like there was some sort of hurdle or obstacle that I had to force myself to face, and every time I felt like I was moving ahead, there was always another setback. My outlook on life was 
far from optimistic. I never thought I would be able to afford a house. I remember thinking thoughts like, you know, how did I get so unlucky to be born into a family that isn't wealthy and it must be so nice to be born into wealth or why am I so unlovable that the ones I am supposed to call family could be okay with the disconnect? I always was focusing on everything that had gone wrong on everything that has caused me pain, on everything that my life was lacking. And I was consumed by feeling pity for myself because life was just so unfair. That was the mindset that I had. And I remember hearing people talk about forgiveness and how important it was to forgive. And it made me think about forgiving my dad and it made me so frustrated. How could I forgive him? He hurt me so much and he doesn't even realize just how much he's hurt me. He doesn't deserve my forgiveness. And that was the mentality my wounded inner child led with. And if you struggle with something similar right now, I feel you. It is not easy to find forgiveness for someone who has caused you pain, especially when you feel like they didn't show up for you the way that you needed them to. Especially when it comes to family members, there is nothing that hurts more than feeling unworthy of a parent's love or feeling like a parent isn't showing up for you the way you need them to, especially when they're not taking accountability for the way that they have been making you feel. I think that was the part that I struggled with most for the longest time, just wanting accountability from my dad, wanting him to say I'm sorry or acknowledge that he made me feel the way that I did. But the truth is you can't expect emotional validation from the person who caused the pain. In some instances, down the line, when they get to, you know, a level of emotional maturity, then hopefully they will validate your pain. But in most cases, they caused you pain because they lack emotional awareness, emotional maturity. And oftentimes, it's due to their own trauma and pain. And this was something that took a long time for me to recognize and even understand. To understand that my wounded relationship with my father stemmed from a wounded relationship with his father. That my dad hadn't done any healing back then. And that trickled down into our relationship because hurt people hurt people. And I will never use that as an excuse But at some point, I had to take accountability for my own healing because hurt people hurt people. And if I didn't allow myself to step towards healing and growth, I would be that hurt person who hurts people. We are not responsible for our trauma, but we are responsible for our healing. And so as I went through my healing journey, I learned a lot about my parents, my family, my emotions, emotions in general and myself, and it's allowed me to tell my story differently, no longer telling it with that weight of resentment and anger. It's been eye-opening to reflect back on my journey and just hearing the growth in my own voice. So when it comes to my own healing journey, I just wanted to share what's helped me when it comes to healing my inner child and really allowing myself to let go of that resentment. So the first thing is just allowing myself to truly feel. In order to really heal, we need to feel it. A huge reason as to why so many of us struggle with healing is because we aren't allowing ourselves to feel. When you think back to childhood and you think back about some of your toughest childhood moments, in that moment as a child, you most likely pushed your emotions away. We usually did this because we didn't feel safe to 
feel the way we did or to express our emotions. Like, for example, if you were upset about something and a parent told you, stop crying, you're such an actor, you're such an actress, you're being so dramatic, most likely you created this response that automatically guilts yourself for feeling upset or crying. So instead of embracing your emotions and allowing yourself to feel upset or cry, you tried so hard to turn that emotion off and suppress it within. So now every time that part of you gets triggered, that unhealed wound is felt because you stored those emotions. And as you get older, when they start to feel safe to come to the surface, they will every time that you get triggered. Now, another example I can use from my own life was when I was young. I used to struggle with panic attacks all the time. I would get them all the time. I experienced loss at a young age and it really affected me. I had fears of death. I was always afraid my house was going to burn down, that I would die, that I would lose my mom because I saw my best friend, my neighbor at the time, at age 11, lose her mom to an unexpected heart attack, and then her dad passed away just a few months later. It was really hard for me to go through that, and, you know, it wasn't even my own parents. This created a fear of death, so I really struggled to sleep at night. For me, my worst fears came up at night. Because if I fell asleep and I woke up to a fire, that was one of my worst fears. Especially because when I was young, I saw my neighbor's house burn down in the middle of the night. So for the longest time, I actually slept in my mom's bed because these fears consumed me. And when I got these panic attacks, it was a lot for my parents to deal with. I don't think that they really understood how intense these panic attacks were for me, how intense these emotions and these fears really were for me. And often they've reacted in ways that made me feel like I was exaggerating or being too dramatic, you know, saying things like, it's all in your head, you can breathe. But yet I felt like I couldn't. It was suffocating. And I felt in some of those moments that I was actually alone. And every time I had to go to a funeral, my anxiety would be triggered. I actually had an anxiety attack at my aunt's funeral and I was about a teenager at this time, probably about 15 maybe. And I remember being told that I was overreacting, that I was trying to make it about me when that wasn't the case at all. I just really struggled with anxiety and it was constantly being triggered. So whenever I reflect during my healing journey, I used to guilt myself into believing that my pain wasn't real that I was always overreacting, that the way I felt wasn't right and I shamed myself for feeling the way I did. Reconnecting with my emotions through my healing journey has been difficult, but it's been so important to validate my emotions. And that's a huge step in the healing journey is to validate, to just validate your emotions in the way that you felt and continue to feel because life is a never-ending journey of growth. You learn lessons constantly, especially in regards to emotions. So you may actually go through these things, these events in your adulthood that trigger your emotions and you experience your emotions in such large ways. So it's so important to always validate them, to feel them. Don't ignore them. I see toxic positivity being pushed all the time, but the truth is no one is in a good mood 24-7, ever. Because polarity exists and the universe is 
always providing us with contrast. You can't have happy without sad. There will always be really good times, but there will also be moments of sadness. Feel them all and always validate your emotions. And that means validating your emotions even if someone else doesn't. Even if the source of your pain says otherwise. Something I've also noticed from my own experiences in life is that oftentimes when someone hurts you, your story is not usually the same as their story because you both are viewing the experience from a different lens. There's one specific incident that stands out to me in my own childhood that really hurt me deeply and I remember it like it was just yesterday. My dad picked me up to go out for dinner at Friendly's And in the car, we ended up getting into a fight because I mentioned how I didn't trust his new girlfriend that he was actually wanting to marry at the time. I was always able to quickly read and pick up on the energy of others, and I think this was due to always having to make sure that I wasn't upsetting my dad due to him always being on edge with his pain and addiction and depression. So I could tell that his new girlfriend wasn't great for him because she struggled with addiction and I had caught them actually smoking together and as a kid walking in on your parent rolling a joint wasn't ideal because you were always taught that any kind of drug is bad including weed. So oftentimes I actually felt like the adult in a lot of these situations with my dad. So at the age of 14 seeing my dad do this knowing he was a recovering drug addict I knew it wasn't a healthy situation. So I spoke up and he got mad at me. He got mad at me about how I felt and we got into a huge argument that led to him leaving me in the parking lot at Friendly's as he drove off. At this time, I didn't have a phone and I remember having one of my panic attacks as I ran over to the Blockbuster that was next door. The employees were all concerned, but I just, you know, I I asked them if I could borrow their phone to call my mom and when I called my mom she ended up sending her boyfriend who I also didn't like to come pick me up. So in this moment I felt pretty alone and abandoned by my dad but also even by my mom in a sense because I just wanted support and love from my parents in this moment but I didn't get it. Now flash over to my dad's recollection of this experience and it's a bit hazy. (laughs) And at the time, he had his own issues, struggling with his pain from his injury and then becoming dependent on the painkillers that the doctors cut him off of, dealing with the divorce from my mom and trying to find love, looking everywhere outside of him to feel fulfilled and struggling with depression as well. He can barely remember this moment or he chooses not to. But as a kid, because it pained me so much, I remember. And it's hard when you remember painful situations that parents don't want to acknowledge that they did to you. And often it's due to embarrassment or feeling guilty that they made you feel that way in the first place. Their ego doesn't want to take that accountability. So being able to look at these painful situations that occurred in my life and remembering that the lens I'm viewing it from is different than the lens that person who hurt me is viewing it from helped me to also find forgiveness. And it doesn't excuse my dad's behavior at all. It wasn't okay for him to just leave me there, but it happened. 
And it's something I have to come to terms with, accepting. Accepting that the damage was done and it's not because I was unlovable, but that it happened because my dad was hurt and he didn't know how to control his own reactions from his own pain and anger that he had stored within. He was upset and reacted out of his own pain that he refused to acknowledge for so long. And now I have the chance to acknowledge my own pain that came from these situations and make peace with my past so I can let go. It was so easy for me back then to tell myself that I am unlovable because of the way I felt treated by my dad, always feeling pushed to the side, unseen and unheard. But I think about where I am now and I realize the bigger picture, the lessons I learned through it, and I have the potential to turn my pain into healing and help others do the same. And through it all, I was also able to learn a lot about forgiveness, realizing that I can find it in my heart to forgive and let go. Because for so long, you know, I thought that I had forgiven my dad, but I still had resentment within me. I still was frustrated by the past, and I still held his past against him. It wasn't until I finally stopped holding the past against him and allowed that second chance without the resentment of the past attached to that chance. That was when our relationship took a turn for the better. It was also the moment I stopped looking for that validation from him that I actually started to get it. Instead of looking for that validation from him, I gave that validation to myself, telling myself that yes, my past is valid. How I felt in the past was 100% valid and it wasn't okay that I had to go through that pain, but I have the opportunity to move forward now. I really had to sit there with my inner child and give my inner child that validation that I was seeking from my parents, wanting them to just validate me for the way that they made me feel at times. But the more I seeked that validation from them, the more difficult it became to get it the more resistance I felt in my own healing journey. It wasn't until I gave myself that validation and acceptance that our relationships grew. My connection, my relationship with my dad grew. And same with my mom. Because the truth is, especially when it comes to relationships with our parents, no parent is perfect. Every parent is going to mess up at some point. Some more than others. But every parent is doing the best they can with what they know. And unfortunately, some parents were never taught how to be emotional, how to be affectionate. They weren't always provided with the right tools to show up for their children the way that their child needs them to. They weren't shown proper ways to communicate with their child, to make their child feel seen and heard. Most parents also have their own trauma and most people that hurt other people have their own trauma and daily struggles. And what's tough is that the first example of love that children see in their life is the love of parents. As kids, we look towards our parents for that validation, love and support because they are our teachers at such a young age. So if we don't see that love reflected back, it cuts deep, especially when it comes to our sense of self-worth. So I would say that the final step of my own healing journey has been acceptance. Really accepting that I can't change the past. What's done is done. Accepting that I may not always get the validation I seek, 
but accepting that the number one way to find inner peace is to give myself that validation that I desperately seek. Accepting that I may not always see eye to eye with my parents all the time, but that's because we see life through a different lens. Everyone sees life through their own lens that is blurred by their own personal life experiences. So when you're open to different perspectives and realizing that we don't all live the same reality, you allow yourself the opportunity to grow. I think a huge part of my own healing journey has been the ability to be open to seeing situations from a different perspective and not being so set on my own perspective that was blurred by the pain in my own trauma and to accept that I can't control other people. I can't control their actions. I can't control their thoughts or opinions or beliefs. I can't control how they react or respond. And it's not my job to. My only job is to continue to show up for myself and to be as authentic as I can be and know that my authenticity will be a magnet for those who are meant for me. And when you realize that forgiveness is for you and not for the person who hurt you, it gets easier. I also think learning astrology has been a huge game changer when it comes to my healing journey because as I reflect on some of the emotionally traumatic moments in my life, there were always huge transits at play at the time. Like when Pluto transit was conjunct my natal moon, that was when my best friend lost her parents and had to move away from me. And that's when I first experienced emotional trauma and pain. And Pluto transit conjunct your natal moon is a huge transformation of your emotional state. It sends your emotions into a huge transformation. And additionally, connecting with my spirituality has also been a game changer because I am a huge believer in soul growth. I believe that every hardship we face in our lives is happening because we have so much opportunity for growth. And I know that sounds a bit optimistic and I'm not trying to be overly optimistic about hardships and pain. But the more I sat in my own suffering without trying to find a way out, the more I was buried by it all. When I am so focused on how the world has done me wrong and how other people have done me wrong, that became my main focus. My main focus was on my pain. So I kept noticing more opportunities for pain and suffering rather than recognizing the opportunities to heal, grow, and move forward. So now, whenever I am met with a difficult situation, a roadblock, or a painful event, I allow myself to feel it, but I no longer dwell in it. I ask myself, what can I learn from this moment, and how can I move forward? And that's made a huge difference. So at the end of the day, allow yourself to feel the pain that you feel. Allow yourself to feel every emotion. Know that you are valid in your feelings no matter if other people believe you or not, then allow yourself to shift your perspective. See through different lenses. Find the opportunities for growth. Find that acceptance and let go of the resentment so it's no longer weighing you down. You don't have to talk to the person who hurt you again. If it's better for you to remove them from your life, that is valid too. But remember, letting go and forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you. It's for your inner peace. 
So those heavy emotions are no longer triggering you in other aspects of your life, like your love life, career, or relationships with others. Find that self-love again and continue to prioritize creating a life that genuinely makes you feel good. I hope you found this episode helpful in one way or another. If you did, please feel free to share this with someone who needs to hear this message. I am sending you all of my love. I would love to connect with you on social media. I am at Duclos, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S on all social media platforms. Again, I am sending you all of my love. Until next time. (laughs) 